0: Hey, this is your name, your name, your name, and, uh, they say it ain't easy, he's green. Gang green have their man.
1: Jets got themselves a great Robert Sala. Robert Sala. Talk about all gas, no break, to great one. We're not talking about effort on the field. We're talking about the process at which we do things.
0: I'm not gonna lie to you. Hurry up, hurry up, hurry up. Keep your foot on the clock. Base, 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 There's no
1: way I'm not gonna have enthusiasm on the sideline. Hey, own this
0: rep! Own this rep! The
1: New York Jets. We beat anybody in the world, and I think we're gonna win next Sunday. Hello oh, everybody and welcome to the latest edition of the Ain't Easy Being Green podcast, broadcast into you live from beautiful, amazing, picturesque Crystal Lake Studios in Westchester County, New York. My name's Keith Farrell. I'm joined as always by my colleague and co-host, the number one Jet fan in the state of Texas, Michael Lagaris, everybody.
0: What's up, everybody? What's good?
1: Mike, you fought through some serious technical difficulties to get the job done today. So hats off to you. Um, coming off a tough 20-12 to 12 loss this weekend, guys. We're going to talk Bills-Jets. We're going to get into some uh, rookie rankings from NFL.com. We're going to talk Bam Knight, talk the defense, talk Lions-Jets as well. Preview that. Get into some of these playoff probabilities with four games left here. And I sitting at 7-6. and six. Cardinals did us no help, Mike, taking that L versus the Patriots, man. Like God Almighty. Mike, I watched the Pats. I know we have the same record, Mike, and this is off topic. We didn't say we're going to talk about this, Michael. I watched them play, and I'm like, this is a bad football team. Yep. And I'm not even saying the Jets are great. You you and I have never said that. We think the defense is great. I think we could be really good with Mike White. I don't think the Jets are great either. So I'm not losing, you know, grasp of reality. I just watched them play. I'm like, this team isn't good. But they beat us twice, so it is what it is. When you you saw them squeeze that win out versus the Cardinals, Mike, I mean, did the the Patriots right now do anything? They might have – they have a tiebreaker over us. They do anything remotely impressive when you watch them play football?
0: So, really, the only thing that they have that is of value is that Bill Belichick has his experience uh, as a coach and running that organization and making sure that it's well-tuned, but the quarterback isn't really that impressive. Stevenson's good.
1: Stevenson is good. He's legit. And he got hurt early. I know he might be banged he, up this week, but I know he's legit, though.
0: But that, you know, I know that we're better than that team, and that's why it was very really frustrating losing to them twice. So there's really nothing to me impressive about the New England Patriots from a talent perspective. Um, they're going to have a tough time making the playoffs. Their the opponents in front of them are not uh, the easiest. So they're yeah. going to have to try to win out um, to make to get a spot. And even if they did, it doesn't really mean anything because I don't see that team going anywhere anywhere as of this moment so no i to answer your question directly no they are not impressive really in any way
1: yeah no i agree I, i'm sorry i went off topic there Jeff. fans i didn't want to hear about the jets but i just that bothered me so much the way the cardinals played like dog crap and the patriots don't look that great but it is what it is guys so jets bills 20 to 12 mike mike white taking some big time hits in this game milano smashed him once a couple other big hits after that every time he got hit It seemed like he was in pain, came out for three or four plays. We know what happened when Flacco went in. We're going to go over the game in a second, Mike. But I was mentioning to you before the show started, um, you know, he didn't throw a touchdown in this game, but you take into perspective how last year's game went versus the Bills. You know, kind of that, the game, this is kind of the game everyone was pointing to and saying, hey, well, let's see how he does when he plays the Bills again because of how bad last year's game versus the Bills was. 268 yards for Mike White on the day. I don't think he played that bad. I thought he played pretty decent, Mike, the second half especially. A few breaks just did not go our way. Flacco, he gets hurt. Flacco comes in, Mike, and immediately fumbles the ball. Mm-hmm. I know I, I know, it only led to three points, but that could have led to points for us that drive. Instead, you don't know how that drive ends. You give the ball immediately. All Jet fans across the whole entire country losing their minds when this happened. Uh, Fumble by Carter. Quentin Williams goes out in the game, Mike. Prior to that, two QB hits and two sacks before he went out, Mike. So a lot of things didn't break our way in this game. But I think overall, when you look at it, hey, we won in one versus the Bills. I don't know if anyone thought we'd go 2-0. I was hoping we'd come away with the victory. I felt confident, Mike. But if you could not throw a touchdown and come out of a game with your stock raised, I, I think Mike White just did that. To me, at least. And to many Jeff fans that we know and have spoken with Mike. This was the game where even though they lost the game, I get it. And Zach, Zach Wilson beat them. Totally get it. You can throw an argument at me all day if you want. Um, I think this defense played much better in this game than the one Zach faced. And if you look defensively, our defense played better in this game also than the first game. But Mike, I came out of this game. I didn't have too many questions going in. I think Mike White's at this point a superior quarterback to Zach Wilson and gives us the best chance to win. But Mike, I know a lot of Jet fans and friends that we have came out of this game saying, look, even though we didn't win, even though Mike White didn't throw a touchdown in this game, they have even more confidence now in him than they did before the game.
0: Do you know that if Mike White would continue the pace that he's on, if he started from week one all the way through 17 weeks, he's on pace to throw for 5,000 yards?
1: Wow, I did not know that. I did not know that. I mean, that's, that's, if that is or isn't sustainable for Mike White, we don't know. And me and Mike always caution everybody with the sample sizes. When Zach wasn't playing well, we were we did the same thing when we said, "Hey, it's not enough games maybe to judge the kid yet. After 20 games, maybe you have a better view." We only have three or four starts here from our boy Mike White. Three this year, two last year, but the stats have been pretty good. I know they didn't come away with the win, Mike, but you see the continued growth here with Mike White in there. You see the growth from Garrett Wilson. He's averaging what 110 yards, Mike, every game since Mike White's been in the building. That's pretty good. I mean, bad night in this game. I mean, we I know we lost the game, but. I got some positives coming out of this one, Mike. And Ben Knight, ben Knight's one of them. Now I know Brees Hall's our big draft pick, and Brees Hall was on pace. Mike, it seemed like he just started gearing up Brees Hall to just tear the league up when he got hurt. At least to me, to you to most defenses. He was he was going in, in a very positive direction. But when you look at the per game average, now Bam Knight, undrafted, he's only been playing a couple games, played three games his whole career, right? He's averaging 76 yards a game on the ground, Mike. Brees Hall was averaging sixty six. I'm not saying Ben Knight's better than Brees Hall. I'm just saying when you're watching the games and your eyes are telling you, wow, he seems like he's as productive as Brees or, or close to it. That's not a lie. I mean, his longest run's 48. Brees Hall's was 62. You look at the pass game, he got 10 catches for about 70 yards. So, bad night, Mike. I mean, when we're coming out of this game, I know Jet fans were bummed we lost. But to me, there is a few positives, Mike. I think bad Knight's one of them. We might go into next season. And I know... Mike, a lot of Jet fans are big-time fans of Michael Carter. And I am, too. I think he's a tough guy. I think he's a good receiver out of the backfield. I think he's a good running back to have on the squad. But let me just read something to you, Mike, and then we'll get back into Dan Knight. Yards per carry this year on the New York Jets. Brees Hall, 5.8 from the backfield. Ty Johnson, 6.3, right? Xavier Knight, 5 yards a carry. And then you have Michael Carter, 3.6, Mike. James Robinson, 2.9. So when you're looking at it, projecting for next year, is it crazy to think Hall and Bam Knight, that's our one-two in the backfield?
0: Most likely. I mean, that's what it's looking like right now. But just to quickly pivot back to the question you had asked me before about the, the, the really the game. Honestly, <clears throat> there were too many things that we had to overcome to take a W. You're not going to essentially win a game when you're turning the ball over in key moments making stupid mistakes like C.J. Mosley did. Um, you know, there's a few little itty-bitty changes that could have happened and we could have ended up winning the game. And then obviously that fumble by Michael Carter at the end really sealed it. But that Michael Carter is showing me that, to your point, Bam Knight is the workhorse running back right now. And next year, it looks like it'll be a one-two punch with Mike with uh, Brees Hall and with bam Knight, and the main the main attribute around the two of them is their ability to hit the hole and the speed and explosiveness that they both have so i i like them going forward michael mike michael carter really being more of a receiver out out that we can have as a third third back um as part of the passing game and then kind of being an offset back i think that works um and and i'd like the jets to run more power we have not seen any power lineups where you put six offensive linemen put michael carter back there yeah, they don't do people. that a lot they don't do that i don't know yeah, i really right. don't know why and they stay running they stay running donovan knight out of uh um out of shotgun which yep. i hate like i'm like just line him up in eye formation and just run like yeah, he's pretty tough runner, at too. yeah huh? He's pretty
1: tough between the tackles, too. I don't think a lot of these runs you've seen from night, Mike, have been lateral runs um, to the left, to the right, off-tackle type of runs. But he seems like he, he's hard to tackle, this kid. Yeah. So, I don't know. I mean, I don't know why they don't vary it up either. They ran the ball pretty decent this game. Um, The, the fumble by Michael Carter, like you said, everybody, we know the, the Jets did get the ball back a couple times after that. What Mike is saying is that we were driving the ball there. He fumbles. The Bills knocks four more minutes off the clock. And then we got the ball back on a field goal. So, that kind of, to me, was... That kind of was the final mistake, if you if you want to say it that way, Mike. I know before the half too, Michael. Um, the penalty C.J. Mosley got. We have to get into that. They're about to punt the ball back to us. C.J. Mosley offsides, and, and I feel like the second that happened, the second that C.J. Mosley went offsides, Mike, and they had a first down, every Jet fan's mind said it's going to be a touchdown.
0: Yeah, yeah, gonna score,
1: not a field goal. We all said they're going to score a touchdown, and that's the world that we live in. Yep, And that that's what—that's the fourth of all the mistakes. We had the two turnovers, Mike, and they both hurt us. I know, like I said, we got the ball that couple times after Carter, but they drained five, four and a half minutes off the clock. Tough spot to be in at that point. The fumble by Flacco, they got three points. Hugh going out. I mean, that was tough. And then Hugh the, going out, the injury. And then Mike, and then Mosley's mistake, which gave them seven points. They were about to punt the ball to us. I, know. I mean, and they still... 20 to 12, they won. It's not like they ran away with this game. We still had the ball, the ball at the end is... of the game with a chance to tie the game, you know, so. Right.
0: So I, oh. I, I, I'm i not like, so Salah said, we're going to see the, you know, that at, he got, he went into the uh, locker room and he looked at his players and said, we're going to see them again. And then during the press conference, he said, we're going to see these them again. When he said that, I changed the whole narrative of the press conference and that you know that puts a lot of confidence in your team and you know to be frank with you if the jets slip in at seven (laughs) i don't see the bills running the table they got to play the bangles coming Mm. up here they got to play you know a couple of these tough teams and uh i think kansas city will will probably if they keep pace win out and uh we could definitely see a buffalo jets rematch in the first first round that's
1: oh mike
0: that is so true
1: and that's one of these reasons i want to just mike if you look at this this game that they just played the jets versus the bills the buffalo bills the number two offense in the league averaging 410 yards a game mike they had 230 yards total offense at home at home versus the jets in the game that everyone was saying look i know what happened the first time versus the jets but the bills this time at home they're about to put it on the Jets. Not what happened. 232 total yards, a buck 30 passing, a buck 0-2 rushing. Josh Allen, who Mike is not a fan of, 16 for 27, only an 86 rating. Mike is two worst games of the year versus the Jets. So I understand we came up on the short end in this game, but I mean, there is things you can point to that are very obvious reasons we lost the game. Mike White's not one of them. Mike White is not one of them. I thought the offensive line obviously could have done him some more favors, but the Bills were coming at him. Offensive line, we got to tighten up. But heading into a third matchup, it would be in Buffalo. The crowd would be crazy. But look at how we played them the past two times. The defense played better this time than they did the first time. Right? And the the offense with Mike White, I I get it. This game, only 309 yards total. They still outgained the Bills big time. 35 minutes of possession in this game to 25 for the Bills. There's a lot Mm -hmm. of metrics in here where it shows you the Jets outplayed the Bills, right? But you turn the ball over. Well, I mean, we know how this works in this league. I mean, you turn the ball over, especially to a good team. The Bills right now are a better team than the Jets. I'm not saying they're not. I'm, I'm not crazy. So for us to beat them, we have to operate. Everything has to be perfect. The time we beat them with Zach, he didn't play. What he didn't. He only had one touchdown, 150 yards, but no turnovers. Right. Yep. So we have to play perfect to a degree, not necessarily perfect, but you guys know what I mean. We can't turn it over twice. We can't lose Q. You know, we can't give them seven points before the half and then lose by eight. You know what I'm saying? Like, you can't do that versus the Bills. But you've already seen us have success versus them. And they have problems with our defense. You could tell that. Yeah. They're, they're, we're only rushing four versus dude. Like, Mike said this at the beginning of the year, and Mike was right. When teams don't blitz Josh Allen and they have the secondary i'm not saying you know you can shut digs down or anything like that but i mean the jets played him pretty well when you have a secondary like we do and you're only rushing for josh allen has problems he ran for 47 yards but he ran <laughs> it 10 times josh allen mike normally runs it 10 times that's like yeah. 80 90 yards only me, 47 so mike me, i know people say you get into a little hyperbole when you criticize josh allen but a lot of what you said at least in relation to our team and our defense a lot of it's true
0: let me just say this uh we match up really well with the Bills, and Josh Allen knows what the deal is. He, he's had his worst two passing performances against our defense. He doesn't want nothing to do with us in the playoffs. I'm going to tell you that right now. Um, it's not me being a Jeff fan, it's just the truth. Um, we're built to beat Miami, we're built to beat the Bills. We kind of talked about this before. Um, it's just the way we are, are built from our talent yeah. perspective. Um, and the Bills know it. And the Bills know how dangerous this team is. And again, all those things went bad. Mike White going out, injuries to Quinnen Williams, yeah, you know, all those things, and we still almost won. Yeah. So look, um I know that Mike White is definitely the right answer at quarterback. I mean, there's really nothing to say. The only thing that I wish he could do better is have better red zone efficiency maybe we pull in chris drevler maybe we do some sub packages for someone i don't know get creative but i want michael LaFleur to be a little bit more creative with the offense you know do some some jet sweeps with elijah moore we'll run the run the, push the the rock doing power and, and 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 eye formation instead of shotgun running with zonovan knight all the time you know, get the tight ends more involved, you know, just be more more unpredictable and, and creative with your offense, you know. Um, I and 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 Mike um pushes he moves the offense really, really well. And uh, and you know, he just needs to get a little bit better with the offensive, uh the red zone efficiency. But other than that, you know, I think it's very clear that Mike White is a quarterback moving forward. Um uh everyone believes in him in that locker room. He showed obviously when he got hurt, his resolve. Um, to get back out there, even with the ribs busted up and then having to go to the hospital. So uh, I'm pretty confident where we are as a team, and um, I'm looking forward to seeing what they do against the Detroit Lions on Sunday.
1: Yeah, man. No, I agree with you. And, Mike, you look at the offense and what you were saying about Mike White. 486 yards, like we know, total offense for the Jets versus the Vikes. 466 versus the Bears. 309 versus the Bills. So, to put it in context, last year it was hard for us sometimes to get 300 total yards in a game. Now our bad games versus the best team in the league, Mike White, we had, we had 300 total, 309 total yards of offense in a bad game. I mean, 420 yards of offense, we're averaging since Mike White came in. So, and I think one of the reasons, obviously, the Jet team has excelled this year is the defense. Nine more tackles for our boy C.J. Mosey this week, Mike. Two more sacks for Q, which gives him 11 sacks on the season, tied for fourth in the NFL. Yeah. And he didn't play half the game. You know, so, I mean, this guy is a monstrosity. Um, right now, you look at the Jets, we're fifth in the NFL in sacks. 39 sacks for the Jets. Obviously, we know Sauce and D.J. Reed have been balling. Obviously, we know CJ Mosley and Quincy Williams. Is probably Quin, uh, Quincy Williams probably hit a big hit this weekend, probably played better than people thought. Quan's played good. But I think we got to give some um, flowers here to Ulbrich, Mike, because last year we criticized him big time. The defense looked bad, you know? And I think this year, the second year for a lot of these guys in, in these schemes, um, I mean, the improvement is not. I didn't expect to jump up from the bottom literally at everything Yeah. to right at the top at everything. Yeah. I didn't expect that jump this quick, but he deserves a lot of kudos to Mike. Like we said, the, the secondary was improved, but 39 sacks. You have 11 from Quinnen, six from Lawson, four from JFM. Huff has three and a half. Rankins has three. The two rookies each have a couple sacks. So Mike, I think obviously we know the talent has been bolstered. DJ Reed, Mike might be our best free agent signing in 20 years. Literally, oh, yeah, right? There's an argument to be made. We haven't signed a free agent at his level in God knows how long. I mean, I, I don't, I'm i trying to, off the top of my head, in the middle of the show, remember the last free agent we came in that just balled? I mean, Eric Decker was pretty good as a wide receiver. Brandon Mar. I mean, but not – not this guy is impactful every game. And at corner especially, we whipped on that plenty of times. Mike, but do you think Ulbrich in the mix here – I know people give a lot of props to the defense. He deserves, deserves a lot of kudos for the turnaround for the Jets this year.
0: 100%. I mean, he took a lot of the fire. He took a lot of the arrows. Now he deserves the praise. Hey, look, you make a, a change like that, listening to your players. We know in the beginning of the season, uh, Quentin Williams went after him and said, look, let us do our job. Stop trying to always force the blitz. We can go after him. And then they just did it. And Quinton Williams is the best defensive tackle in the league. I've already said it. He's already surpassed Chris Jones and uh, uh, votes for I, an IDL position. And the truth is, is that um, he's actually equaled Chris's numbers with way less,
1: um, way uh, less tries. yeah, yeah sure. way less
0: reps. So, yeah. um, I, he's definitely going to be a pro bowler. He's everything we always said he was going to be. He stops the run. He attacks the quarterback, put, gets pressure. He's a, he's a disruptor. I'm I'm loving it. I really hope he's able to play. And actually when he went out against the bills, that's when you started seeing Josh Allen do a little more there. Yeah. So, um, yeah, Olbert deserves all the uh, deserves, definitely deserves credit and he should be back next year as a defensive coordinator because look he had the first year they weren't doing really good and the second year they made all those improvements and as long as i see a team that is willing to grow and make changes and improve that shows me gives me a lot of confidence
1: yeah mike you're looking at right now the new york jets after 13 games have the number three ranked defense in the nfl I mean, I don't know anyone that saw that one coming, man. Number six when it comes to first downs given up. Number two yards per play given up. And number six in points allowed per game. So this defense has done a massive 180, all the reasons we just mentioned just now. If we do make the playoffs, Mike, I think it'll be on the strength of the defense and just the confident Mike White being able to get us, you know, Twenty above twenty points a game. I think we can make it happen. When you look at the the end of the end of the stretch run here, as we know, and you just mentioned this, Mike, the stretch run, the Patriots schedule and the the Miami schedule, Mike. The Pats last four games is Raiders, which I'm not saying the Raiders are great, but they played better the past month, and their offense sometimes shows up, you know, Mike. So you never know what happens there. Raiders, Bengals, Dolphins, Bills for the Pats. That's tough four games like that. Tough four games in a row. Uh, The Dolphins here, you look at their schedule, they have Bills, Packers, Patriots, Jets. So we love that. We love that Dolphin Patriot game because somebody's losing. Somebody's losing right there. There's a chance that week we take a dub and go one up on someone. That's that's right. Big right there. But I want to throw up this graphic on the screen right now. You guys will see right now showing you kind of what the odds are here. Now you can see, Mike. If and I want to just all lead to a point you made during the week, which happened to be spot on, you didn't even know this math, but you were correct. Um, but obviously, you see, there, guys, if the Jets can win all four games, we're talking about 99% chance we're in. They win all four games, we're going to be in, we're going to have 11 wins, we'll be in the playoffs. Um, now, if they're two and one before that Miami game, the, the odds lower, obviously, um, to between 90 and 96%. If they even win all three Miami game, games before Miami, I should say, if they win all three games before Miami, Michael, but they lose to the Dolphins, the odds for the Jets making it go from in the 90s to below 60%. So it's
0: all coming If down. they
1: lose a game before the Miami game and also lose the Miami game, I mean, the odds drop off a cliff. So regardless, obviously these next three games for the Jets are are gigantic. We know that before the Miami game. And we're going to need to win at a minimum two of them. Really, we need to lock all three in, Mike, uh, to be honest with you. But it really all is going to come down, when you look at it, to that last week of the season versus the Dolphins, which they'll have two a back, you know, after this week for us. I know we got the Jaguars. I know we got the Bills. Uh, excuse me, I know we have the Jaguars coming up after that. Another a winnable game for us. We have Seattle, probably a winnable game for us, and then Miami. So when you look at all the teams here in the race, Mike, um, the team with probably the easiest schedule left is us and the Chargers. Chargers have the Titans, Colts, Rams, and Denver. That's a pretty easy run for the Chargers there. Uh, so that, that kind of worries me a little bit. But like you said, Michael, this season's going to come down to the final week of the year. Granted, we're going to have to win a couple games here. Don't get me wrong. I think we will. And I think that last week for the Dolphins, Mike, it's going to be for all the marbles for that playoff spot.
0: Do you agree? I agree, man. I agree. And I've, I've been saying it. You know, remember everyone was saying Tua is an MVP candidate. The Dolphins are winning. They're... And remember, I walked us through and you, we talked and said... But who have they played? Like, really, for truly, who have they played, right? And we said, hey, let's see what happens when they go over there to San Francisco. You know, let's see what happens when they play a varsity team. Punch in the face. <laughs> then they went to go to LA. Tool was absolutely <laughs> garbage. Yeah, garbage central. We did like three passes in the first, like, you know, um, Dark Knight movie when Joker, after he was, he comes out and he throws a dude down on the pen and he starts looking, and he goes, I, I, I could see the ones that squeal. I know the ones that <laughs> right? I look at two, I could tell you, you're scrub, you're scrub, I know it. I know it, I could see it in you, you scrub. I, <laughs> I'm not convinced in any way Okay, that the dolphins are some super powered team. I think that they have a great coach. I like their coach a lot. I do, he's an innovative yeah, me too, offensive, he's a sharp guy. He's yeah, sharp, man, I, you could see it like some of these guys they come in and you're like, yo, you know what? All right, <laughs> I like it. I like that guy, and I think he has done a great job masking the trash that Tua is, yeah, um, and so. I think he got exposed, and we're about to find out. You know what? Who knows? Maybe maybe I'm wrong. Maybe Tua really is good. But guess what, Tua? You're going to have to play up against this New York Jet defense. And this game is probably going to be on Sunday night. It's probably going to be flexed. It's yep. all going to be off of the marbles. We're all going to sit here. And we, even if we lose to Detroit, even if we lose to Detroit now, and they win the next two, and they go going, even if we're one game behind Miami. We'll we have a shot, yeah. And we're in. If yeah. We beat them; they're in, we're in. So we got to win true. at least two of these next three to have that Sunday, and that—that's all we ask. Just let's just see if we can we can take that W and get in there. <laughs> and that is basically the reality, everybody. If we could win
1: two or three, we'll see what happens with the Dolphins here. But if we're one game behind them going into the last week of the season, we already beat them once. It means if we win, we're in. That's what that means. That's what that means, everybody. I know the Patriots have a tiebreaker over us, but if we beat the Dolphins the second time, we have a tiebreaker. Over them. And more than likely, as Mike said, as it's shaking out right now, the Bills would be that number two seed. We're more than likely, Mike, if we get in, would be the seven. So that could be that third matchup, as we mentioned earlier. But hey, man, we'll see how it shakes out. Chargers' schedule looks a little easier than the rest of us. But we just got to worry about what we do, worry about the Lions this week, and then move on from there. You get yourself yourself to eight and six. This Lions, but get yourself to eight and six. You're in a, a pretty good spot moving forward with the games left, Mike. This Lions team. I, it was funny. I watched Hard Knocks before the year started, Mike, and from what you saw on Hard Knocks, it seemed like the defense of the Lions could be good. From the players they folk, from the players they drafted, from the players they focused on, from the way the coach approaches the game. I know he was a tight end, but you know what I mean? Very yeah. physical. He yeah. focused on the defense, and their defense is just as bad as it gets. And surprisingly enough on the flip, their offense is ranked 4th in the league They're for yards. It line. just um Overall, I mean, 403 yards a game, the Lions are averaging it. 263 passing yards, 139 rushing yards. Very surprising, but you, you look at it, Goff has actually played pretty good this year, Mike. There's only, I looked it up today, Mike, we're looking at only six quarterbacks at this moment of a higher QB rating than Goff. He's got 22 touchdowns. Only seven interceptions. Prove me wrong. I thought Goff's career was over and he was just Scrubville, Mike. Mike. Yep. Uh, maybe maybe he's proving himself to be the answer there in Detroit. You know, Jamal Williams, always a baller, always a grinder, playing well this year, too. Always a great guy to have on your team. Swift's kind of falling off, had some injuries. Seemed like Jamal Williams, the guy there, running back. Their wide receivers do scare you, too. Mike St. Brown, Williams came back last week. On the offensive side of the ball, this team is pretty decent. I can't lie. I mean, they, they can get a lot done on the offensive side of the ball. Like I said, fourth overall, Seventh when it comes to passing, eleven, um, eleventh when it comes to rushing, guys. On the defensive side of the ball, though, I mean, this is where the Lions are not looking good. Son. The Lions are not looking good, and they, this is a situation where you look at the, the the Lions and you look at the Jets. Yeah, their offense has played pretty good, but they don't. I don't feel like they match up that good against the Jets. Their offense, it, it no. does not seem like that to me. Um, and when you look on the flip side, the way our our offense has been able to operate under Mike White. Now, Mike White didn't throw a touchdown last week. I get it, guys versus the Bills. Um, the previous game versus the Vikings. That was an anomaly you'll never see again. You're never going to see the Jets get the ball that close six different times and not get a touchdown. I mean, that that probably never happened again in the history of football. I, I'm loving this matchup for the Jets, Mike. I know that the Lions have been playing better as of late. But, I mean, on paper right now, with Mike White back there, I have confidence in the offense. The offensive line is going to have to keep an eye on Hutchinson, Mike. He does have seven sacks. Not like they're crazy getting after the quarterback, but that's that's a concern right there. But, I mean, their defense doesn't really worry you too much, right? You expect the Jets to – I expect the Jets to score 30 points this game.
0: So, uh, who is it, Akuda that they drafted? Yeah. The cornerback, he's been full – you know, he was a super scrub, but now he's like – a little bit jabron but he's definitely underwhelmed that defense is super suspect and i think the offense is going to have some fun on sunday um you know what makes detroit really good offensively they have the number one offensive line in the nfl that's a lot to do yeah with. and that's it
1: that's yeah, that has a lot to do with you right wall. they
0: got a wall they got a wall but we got, you know, and I don't know about the status of Quinton Williams. I know he's, I think he's listed day to day, but I haven't heard that he's been back at practice going a full go. So not having him is going to be a little bit of a concern because golf, golf is obviously has a lot of time back there. Um, you know, their running back weapons are definitely something to not take for granted. Yeah, they're pretty good. Um, you know, looking at their receivers, they just got Jameson Williams back. Obviously, you know, when you and I did our rankings of the top receivers coming out, he was our number one. Yeah, we loved him. Yep. Of all these receivers. And by the way, AEBG fans, I don't know if y'all remember me and Keith's top five receivers, but... uh they're doing pretty good right now, aren't they? <laughs> <laughs> doing pretty damn good. I'm, to I'm, just, I'm just saying, we can show the graphics later, but I, we did also Chris Lave, Garrett Wilson. Mike, we, we even, if, I mean, if
1: people listen in the offseason, we even hit on some guys like Alec Pierce, some guys that maybe people didn't know about that are also playing pretty well. Yeah. Um, Because we have nothing to do in the offseason. All me and Mike do is just read about the NFL. Read got these rookies, guys, and we were, we were, we were correct on that end. And my, I mean, yeah. the offensive line for them, Penny Sewell's tremendous, and Goff has had a lot of time back there to operate. And you know, that's a concern. I mean, this offense is legit. It's the Lions, so coming into the year, I don't think any. And their offense was so bad last year; it was a joke. They kind of have done the same thing offensively that we've done on the defensive side of the ball, which yeah. is kind of go from the bottom of the league to the top of the league real quick. So I know sometimes people have a problem knowing if that's real or not. When it comes to the Lions, man, I think it's going to come down to their defense. Their defense is not great. Um, this could be a shootout. If their offense produces like it normally does, could be a shootout. But, you, I mean, they're averaging 263 yards a game passing against them. Look at some of the teams they've gone against. It's not the best, not the toughest schedule in the world either. So I don't know. I'm not – I am not. I know the Lions offense is good, but I have a hard time thinking that we're not going to be able, be able to go in there and handle our business like and get a W versus the Lions. I feel like this is going to be a good game. Well, it'll be a MetLife Stadium. I'll be watching the World Cup in the in the, in the parking lot before the game. Uh, I think we're going to walk away with a W. Man, we've been pr- predicting a lot of Ws lately on the show. I think in previous years, Mike, we predicted a lot more losses. But I think Mike White's kind of given us a little bit of an invigorated spirit with the team here. Um, you saw why Zach Wilson, and we should have maybe mentioned this earlier, Zach Wilson Mike's going to probably be the backup this week.
0: That's and right. you
1: saw from just a few plays with Flacco – why Zach Wilson should be the backup. Now, to. Zach Wilson's not great. And I, I, I referenced earlier in the season, Flacco had some, the, the the Browns game, I'll love him forever for that game. That was one of the greatest games of all time. But if you're going to play a team like the Bills and you are completely immobile, you're done for. And even though Zach is not very accurate with the ball, that first game versus the Bills, he was running all over the place, had a hard time getting to him, at least gives you some athleticism back there. So Zach will be suiting up for this one. Mike, he'll be the, the second string QB again. Do you agree
0: with that? Yeah, I do because of his mobility and look, he was the second pick in the draft and he was completely shot after that Patriot game. A lot of his technique and, you know, fundamentals were off and he says that, you know, he had to get back to loving football again. I didn't know he didn't love it. Um, Okay. Understood. Um, You know, get him back there. And you know what? Just, I know this is off topic, but if Mike White continues and what he's doing, I wouldn't mind going into next season with Mike White as a starter and Zach as the backup. I don't know yeah. why not you know what i'm saying and if zach one day shows that he can do it like mike white goes out gets hurt zach comes in and he balls great yeah if not, you know what i'm saying like i don't i don't mind that at all you know yeah
1: not- i mean why would you i mean if you if Jack, if you remove the the name and you didn't know who was picked second overall and who was the fifth round pick who got cut and had to fight his way up if you didn't know who was who and you just said next year you're going to go into the the season with one quarterback who's playing at a decently high level, which is Mike White's playing pretty good. And One guy's not playing great. You don't care if it's the guy from the fifth round or the second pick. You just want one of them to be playing good. You don't care where the guy got taken. Um, exactly. It's one of these things people have to get over. I mean, I heard Zach Wilson say the same thing, Mike, when it comes to loving football again. It's like, bro, you got benched for a week. did, did so when did the love go away? Because you can't you didn't, you didn't start Mike till week four. He went five and one when you, when you hate. Like, think about how stupid what he said was. Like, it's not I know it, it is not. It's So he just seems like it's like a fake statement. Like, and I know I'm not saying a lot of people come down. I'm, I'm old. I'm 42 years old. People come down on younger people, you know, for, you know, maybe being more sensitive where the case may be. I don't think as a whole that's true. But I think when it comes to athletes and successful young people, they are more sensitive. Because they've, they've been elevated their whole life. They've been entitled their entire life, right? Like, some people have to grind. Whether you're – if you're a 20-year-old grinding right now, working two jobs, going to school, you're grinding as hard as someone was in 1970. There's no difference. You're not softer. I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear that nonsense from anybody. Any, old people love to do that to young people. But successful younger people now, as opposed to 30, 40 years ago, they don't act the same way. That's, yeah. that's what I've noticed. We've seen that with Jamal Adams. We've seen that with plenty of players here in the NFL and the NBA – that you're just like, is this guy kidding me? Like, you're you, you you're not, I mean, Zach Wilson, we'll see what happens with him. I'm happy he's shooting up again, Mike. I think he's, as far as the backup goes, what I saw last week, I don't need to see Flacco ever again.
0: Yep. Just, uh, just don't I'm, come on the
1: field ever again. Mike, I'm you know sure. what's crazy? Is our boy Mike White has only started three games. Zach started seven. And he could have more passing yards after next game than Zach Wilson. He only needs 327. He's 327 yards behind Zach. And he's only started three games. And he's only 25 less completions. And <laughs> he's only started three games. So when it comes to production on the field, at least, in this short sample size, I mean, there's really no comparison between the two. And I think Mike White's going to be the QB, barring injury or some unforeseen circumstance, Michael. I think he's the quarterback for the rest of the year. I think maybe after week one, there were some questions, of course, because Coach Sala left it open, right, Mike? Yeah. After, after we played that second game, when we lost um versus the Vikings. He balled. But some people said, hey, Salah, still have to open a crack. I think even with Zach coming in as the backup, now it's 0%. Barring injury or something crazy, Mike Zach Wilson is not starting another game this year. Do you agree with that?
0: I agree with that. I, I yeah. would say, unless, barring injury, this is done as far as who's starting this year for the New York Jets at quarterback. We all, if, if you're hiding behind Zach was 5-2, and two, you don't watch football. Um Mike white is very good at moving this offense and he's made some throws that to me, um, has shown a skill set that I really didn't know that he had as a talent, as an arm talent. Yeah. You know, everybody was saying he doesn't really have that much arm talent. No, the kid does. I would think his his biggest weakness to me is his mobility. But other than that, he could, the guy can play the position and, and we're going to see, it's going to be fun. I'm going to sit back. I'm going to watch on Sunday. Um, I think they'll win. You, you know, I think they match up well. Remember, Detroit is going on the road in cold environment outside of their beautiful, crisp dome. Coming to MetLife Stadium, Mike Damn. White is a beast at home, undefeated. Yeah. Okay, Mike White. Um, he, at the the crowd's gonna be nuts. You're gonna be out nuts. there, with Sammy. And, and everyone else just flipping right. out. Like Jeff. Anthony World Cup a World player Cup player just right ended. People are going to be fired up after that. Fired up. No, and the no, Mike, no. Mike Light sensation. I, I thought, I got to get you the metric. I don't want to speak out of turn. But the demand for his jersey is insanity right now. Is it really? <laughs> I'll get you what I was reading out in the SNY. Um, yeah, people are. You know what's
1: funny? I, you know how you can order those custom jerseys? Now, I don't know if the Jets did or didn't, Mike make his jersey available last year at some point to purchase um but i have i have seen mike white jerseys even the beginning of this year when zach was when zach was starting i saw mike white jerseys the black mike white jerseys which is interesting so people are people jet fans the locker room and i think now even on a national level after that game taking that hit from milano coming off the mat and finishing that game mike a lot of guys that was one of the hardest hits i have seen in a long time Mm-hmm. Because you can't really hit quarterbacks like that anymore. But he folded him in half the way he hit him. So um, I mean, that he showed he showed some toughness there. I was really happy to see that. And when people bring up the record with Zach Wilson, I mean, look, obviously the record with Zach was good. But Mark Sanchez's second year, the Jets were eleven and five, and his quarterback rating was a seventy-five. He was one of the worst quarterbacks in the NFL that year. Number one rushing team, best defense in the league. You're eleven and five. It's not rocket science. So don't come out here with Zach's record. Look at the, look at the box scores. And look how bad he played. And you know we we we'll never know how those games could have turned out. Maybe we have more points if we have a different quarterback. He won the game. That's the bottom line. And Mike White is one and two. Um, but I, are we going to say that if Zach Wilson played neither of these last two games, the Jets win the game? I don't think so. I don't think anyone's thinking that at all. I don't think anyone thinks if Mike if, if Zach Wilson's in there this weekend versus Buffalo, that's a W or the Viking game where Mike White threw for three hundred and sixty nine yards. I mean, Zach Wilson's not doing that. He's averaging like a fifty a game. So I think the conversation's over for this year at least. It will lead to a lot of big debates in the offseason, a lot of fun for us, for all Jet fans, you know, in the offseason, Michael. Um, I think we're good to go here. I think we covered everything, right, Mike? Jet we related did. here for
0: this week. We did, we did. You know, I
1: want to always. Uh, I want to pre. I want to give a shout out to all the listeners who listen to us every week. We really appreciate you guys, all the Jet fans. This has been a really fun year this year. Like you, as you guys know, me and Mike have been doing this for four seasons in the books. This is the first one we've actually been good. I know. We've been waiting. We've been waiting uh, for this. We started with Sam Darnold, everybody. Okay, we got hit with Adam Gase. The second year of our show. We have been waiting for some success, waiting to come on here and be happy when we do podcasts, yeah. to talk yeah. about success, talk about players in the future that might be great. Gary Wilson, Brees Hall, Sauce, Mike White, who knows, all Quentin Williams. We're looking around at the Jets now. You're like, wow, look at all these good players we yeah. have. Look at the future we might have, which yeah. I haven't felt in a long time, long before we started doing this podcast, yeah. Mike been a long time since I had this type of feeling about the squad.
0: Do the AB, do our fans know what we're gonna, like, we're, you know, everyone knows, like, we love to introduce and, and we get hyped. Cats don't even know how we're gonna be for a playoff. Like, I can't even imagine the show playoff edition. It's never happened before. <laughs> never happened before. We've never done a playoff well, show we could, have, uh, we could have a special intro. We, yeah. I don't even know. I, I don't even know.
1: I mean, if we do a playoff show, I guarantee you we'll have Dexter on here with us from SNY. We've been trying to save him. We've been trying to save him up, guys. He's he's one of our home run hitters we bring on the show, our buddy Dexter. That would be the most hype show of all time. And I was watching, Um, I remember USA, as everybody knows, lost in the World Cup recently. And, you know, when, I, when you watch those games that mean everything, when you watch a game, like with the Mets, Mike, me and you watching the Mets this offseason, when the games mean everything, you lose and the season's over, that feeling inside your chest is just, oh my God. At least for me, psychotic Jeff fans, crazy sports fans, you get that agita, that nervousness, you know? And it's hard to yeah. sit with it, but I want it. I want to feel it again. It's been so long. It's been 2010 since I know what that feels like with this team, Michael. And uh, I, the Jet fans deserve If you're If you're a 12-year-old or 11-year-old Jet fan, you've never seen them in the playoffs. No. I mean, you deserve it. You deserve it. Can Sorry, I leave Mike. the
0: show with one stat? Per pro football football focus, New York Jets' Sauce Gardner has 18 targets and 17 yards allowed in those 18 targets in man coverage this season. Oh, my God. Now, this is absurd. This is absurd, Michael. You know, one thing I didn't get to, we
1: didn't mention, I think, was that the top two rookies, like we said, from the NFL.com article, Michael – top two nfl rookies as of this moment are both on the new york jets we might have the top three if Brees hall played the whole season let's be real let's just be real Brees hall when he went out was everybody's number one rookie not even not even debated the only guy who the only guy you debated with Brees, <coughs> excuse me the only guy who debated with Brees hall was sauce so i mean guys the future is bright we got the two best rookies of this year Brees hall coming back next year um i'm stoked michael Like we always say, guys, thank you for riding with us this week. Hopefully, we pick up this big W versus the Lions. And Michael, one more thing before we get out of here. This weekend, in our Fantasy Football League, it's the Machines versus the Jedis. It is. A rematch from a few years ago in the playoffs where you were on your path to the Super Bowl, which you won and became a champion. You took me out, Michael. I have not had a chance to try to get that win back until this year. And I know your team's a little banged up, which is not fair, but you know how this game is. Yeah, sometimes you can't control these not as banged up as our boy. The dragons took oh. a big old hit this week, too But you have a much better chance I would have much rather have played him than your team because you have a lot of studs on that squad So before we get out of here officially, I want to wish you good luck Um, you know our, our side of the division is the hardest one. You went 11 and 3 this year I think I went 11 and 3 also So good luck to you Michael if you do defeat me Then I hope you go on to win the whole thing.
0: Well, hey if you win, it's officially empire strikes back
1: <laughs> that's true it's part two baby part two all right everybody michael if anyone does want to get at us and support us in any way shape or form how could they do that
0: well guys we're on we're on youtube please like and subscribe on facebook we're at aebg.jetsradio on twitter at aebg underscore nyj podcast and on instagram at jet.aebg you heard
1: the man on behalf of the biggest jet fan in the state of texas michael agaris my name is keith farrell I'll get at you next week everybody peace out Cool.
0: Someday they're going to have to listen.